Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2021 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors, or maybe 2022. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. What a beautiful Monday. Maybe one of the laziest Mondays of the calendar, but a beautiful Monday, especially for Kansas City Chief fans. Big country, I know you had a fantastic weekend, as you were telling me before we recorded. And I think part of that is probably... The Kansas City Chiefs winning over the Dallas Cowboys as well. Yeah, I mean that definitely adds to it for sure. But the real thing here is, I don't, I still don't feel as confident in the team as maybe I should. Who? I'm glad you said it because I don't either. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> like it was one of those deals where you look at the Cowboys and there was numerous injuries throughout the team, like Ceedee Lamb going out at you know the end of the half with a concussion, like that. Just, Amari Cooper out yeah, already. Like that those type of injuries just benefited the Chiefs. The defense, I I felt like. Still looked good. I want to give props there. But the offense still wasn't clicking the way that we would like. And, yeah, there's that freakish interception where Travis Kelsey drops the ball. Patrick Mahomes has a fumble. And so, like, there's two turnovers from him. But it just felt like that game should have been a blowout, and it wasn't. And I was talking to a buddy on the way home from watching the game yesterday. Matt's actually gave me a call, and he's like, you know, the game felt like it was further apart than maybe what the score showed. And I was like, yeah, there's some truth to that. But at the same time, the Cowboys were still hanging around. And the wins that the Chiefs have in November – are against the Giants and the Raiders, a Green Bay Packers team without Aaron Rodgers, and a beat-up Dallas Cowboys team. Like It's awesome that you're getting wins. You didn't lose in November. That's fantastic. Appreciate it. But at the same time, they're still not putting together complete games all the way around. Yeah, uh, and I'm right there with you, too. I know a lot of people, obviously, I follow a lot of Chiefs fans and bloggers and everything. And a lot of people talking about, like, oh, they have their swagger back. I, a lot of people are using the, oh, the Chiefs are back mm -hmm. type thing, which sucks, and you shouldn't do that because it will bite you in the ass. Trust us here. Uh, I thought they looked good. They got a good win over a good opponent. But I'm not ready to be like, oh, the AFC's in trouble. The Chiefs are back. Yeah. yeah. I thought they played well. You can only play the team that you're playing on Sunday. They won that game. That's what you're supposed to do. Yep. And the defense was impressive. I didn't think the offense looked that good against a Cowboys defense that's not that good. They, they have Micah Parsons, and that's about it. And, my God, was he fantastic. Like He was all over the field. I mean, there was one drive that was a three and out for the Chiefs strictly because of him, because mm -hmm. of Micah Parsons. I was like, well, that dude is incredible. And Trevon Diggs, I don't feel like he was much of an impact defensively, or I don't know if they just didn't target him. or like, I don't feel like he was a threat to the offense as much as what we – you know, yeah. kind of anticipated him to be from the way he played earlier in the year. But, I mean, you look at the rest of the AFC, though, and, like, Buffalo loses to Indianapolis. Tennessee loses to Houston. And I know we'll get into some of these other games throughout the week, but it's just the only other team that I felt like had an impressive win out of the AFC was the Chargers last night against Pittsburgh. And um, I, even even the Chargers. I don't know about <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. Like, that's the other thing is like, you hung in there against the, the Pittsburgh Steelers who haven't looked very good so far this year either. I mean, yeah, they're still finding a way to win football games, but, like, right here, they hung around that entire game. That was a very high-scoring game, so you don't want to see that if you're a Chargers fan in terms of their defense because that didn't look good. Yeah, and with the Kansas City Chiefs, the rest of their schedule not looking too bad, though. Uh, they have the Broncos, Raiders, at the Chargers, Steelers, at the Bengals, at the Broncos. Yep. They could win out. The, the thing that's scary for me, though, is they could win out and still not be that good. Yeah. Like, I, I, maybe our listeners like this because it's like, oh, I thought you guys were going to come on here and be homers the whole time. I'm still not that impressed. No, I, I, I think a lot of people are trying to use this win to make themselves feel more comfortable. Like, oh, I don't even care. I'm not scared. Like, they look beat at this. Dallas. Everyone was looking at this game. Yeah, Everyone picked fine. Dallas to win. It was like, yeah, we got this. We're good. Yeah. Like, yeah, there might be some truth to that. But I'm not putting everything – I'm not putting all my eggs in that basket. No, I'm not sitting here thinking that, you know, this is a team that's going to run away with the AFC now. They have done a very good job of fighting back into the AFC. But, I mean, what a, a crazy Sunday that we had of NFL football. Yeah. A lot of teams that I did not expect to lose lost to some very bad teams. Um, the Bills lose and the Titans lose, sticking right there in the AFC. 
And then also the Packers find a way to lose to Minnesota was very surprising. But I think the biggest surprise was the Bills and Titans both losing this weekend. Uh, we didn't have a show. Maybe we should I start ready, by I was getting ready to slide um, into that. Apologizing for the technical difficulties that we had on Friday. I love I do appreciate how you say we. It was all me. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and look into the camera right I'll now. I'll go down with the ship. Because I'm, I'm sorry. That was my fault. Did a whole episode <clears throat> on mute. Recorded it. Video was there. Yep. It was great. And I was even thinking, I know I told you guys this off air. In the middle of recording that show, I was like, this might be one of the best episodes we've had so far. We got into every topic. We didn't get too distracted. If we did, it was still within the topic of the show. Everything was flowing smoothly. It was fantastic. So happy about it. Get done, go to download the rest of the audio from the software that we were using, and it ain't there. Because apparently when you click on an icon to make sure that you have the right mic selected, it also mutes it. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't give you a, hey, these <laughs> mics are not on icon. It just... <laughs> you need it to flash real large on the Yes, screen. I need it to be like, hey, your mics are not on. This is pretty important. Heads up. And it's like a Zoom type thing. So, yeah, yeah you click I was, on that mic. Oh, it, man, it I was so annoyed. It. It's like the dream team. You know, they say one of the best basketball games that ever happened was a dream team practice. But there's no video. Of it. Like, no one was, I mean, only the people that know about it are the ones that were there to see it. Yeah. That's like our Friday episode. I mean, it was a good one. I had a take for the, the Minnesota Vikings. Like, I think this is a game they might actually win. I think it's going to be close. Division game. It was in Minnesota. They've lost some games because they couldn't hit the field goal to win it. I think they can this week. Sure enough, it's what freaking happens. I'm like, I'm going to go back and do that take. Cut it out. Put it out there. <laughs> Psych. Can't. It's not there. <laughs> uh, one of the games that we did not pick accurately was the Titans and the Texans game. The Texans win this one 22-13. If I remember correctly, we said, there's no reason to even talk about this game. Tennessee. It sounds like something I would say. <laughs> and boy, were we wrong. Even uh, for me in fantasy this week, we actually played against each other, mm -hmm. and I had, like, everyone on by. My roster was absolute trash, but I picked up Ryan Tannehill, and I was like, okay, that's nice. He's playing the Texans. Yeah. Homie threw four interceptions yesterday. <laughs> it was a rainy game. We did know that going into it. Yeah, because we did a great job with the weather reports on Friday. I can't believe this, though. I mean, and with the Titans and the Bills, too, especially, yeah, you're going to lose some of these games. Mm -hmm. Now you've lost – to each that you're like oh probably shouldn't have lost that one uh, for the titans they've lost to the jets and they've lost to the texans they beat some pretty good teams they beat the bills they beat the chiefs they beat the colts beat the rams but man they like really overlook some of these opponents <laughs> i guess if you're a titans fan maybe you can look at it and be like hey we won't do that in the playoffs we won't overlook these teams <laughs> yeah. like whoops we messed up against the jets and the texans but that won't ho happen when we get to the playoffs. And, and I hope it doesn't. And same thing with the Bills, who just get run right over by Jonathan Taylor this weekend. Uh, runs for four touchdowns. Catches another one. But the Bills are a similar team. When you look at their losses, they lost to the Steelers week one. Shouldn't have done that. They lose, lose to the Titans. Titans are good, too. Then you lose to the Jaguars. You come out, you beat the Jets. Now you've lost to the Colts. They really need to get things going yeah. uh, I feel like and uh, I believe they're playing Thursday night Thanksgiving uh, at the Saints yep so I maybe that's an opportunity for them to get back on track but, but I, I think mean, this is also a young team that maybe is just maybe also a little bit overconfident and not overlooking teams but maybe not preparing exactly the way that you need to to be a Super Bowl winning team I mean that's a probably a really good point there with it but like you said they play New Orleans here for Thanksgiving and then after that they get New England who we've seen been pretty good lately Tampa Bay Carolina with Cam Newton who knows how that matchup will be and then they get New England again and then they end the season with Atlanta and the Jets but like those two matchups against New England and Tampa Bay thrown there in the middle of that that's going to be another little a rough little stretch there for Buffalo yeah it is. And it's seeing what even the Panthers can do, maybe. I mean, I know they lost this weekend, but maybe yeah. they could even look good. I know a lot of people, not me, are excited about Cam Newton returning there. But um, sticking with the, the Colts, I think we should also highlight the way that they played this weekend. They beat the Bills 41-15. to Jonathan Taylor, like I said, goes off 184 yards. Sorry, 185 yards, four touchdowns, but then also caught another touchdown. A lot of people, especially the Colts, players are 
saying that Jonathan Taylor should be the MVP of the league, I I don't think there's an argument against it, really. No, it's hard to argue against it. Yeah, like, none of the quarterbacks have been playing great. They, they all have, just like the AFC teams, they all have those little hiccup games where it's like, oh, you played like shit here. Jonathan Taylor, I don't think he has one of those games. No, Leading yeah. the league in rushing right now. He, he strung together uh, so many just great games in a row. Uh, he leads the league in rushing yards and rushing touchdowns. He's been phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, 102 yards a game. He only has two fumbles, and he lost one of them. And outside of that, dude's just been completely unstoppable. Like, you love to see it if you're a Colts fan. Now, the thing is, when you look at Carson Wentz, it's like, now don't lose those games. Just keep handing the ball to him. Speaking yep. of which, I did hop off that hype train, but I can still talk about the guy. Did you see that play where he ducked under two defenders and avoided the sack? I didn't see that one. Very impressive. It, he does that thing where he's standing tall in the pocket, and we've all seen where he just, like, ducks down and somehow avoids a hit or a tackle or something and then, like, keeps going. Well, he did that against Buffalo, but it looked like this dude was about to just get clotheslined. Each of them come in with an arm, like, overlapping right into his chest. Dude just <laughs> whoop, off the field, gets the first down, slides, team goes nuts. So I was like, well, there's Carson Wentz. For me, like on Sundays, watching games, if my team's not playing, mm -hmm. I watch the Red Zone channel yeah. and just try to keep up with as many games as I can. So, no, I miss that one. But um, Here's a maybe an off-topic question for you. Have you decorated for Christmas yet? I have. How many Christmas decorations do you have outside of the tree? Like decorating the Stockings. tree. That's it? That's it. Okay. Why? Because I've never really decorated for Christmas. Uh-huh. And I put up my tree, and I decorated it, ornaments, everything. I was like, this looks nice. Mm -hmm. But my apartment's big enough where I was like, maybe I should put some lights like around some of these windows. Mm -hmm. And then as I was getting the Christmas decorations, I saw this cool little red fire truck, and I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> and I got it, and then I put it in the window seal. And now I'm realizing that's the only other decoration I have outside of it, and it looks like it's just out of place. But it's like, I don't want to go spend any more money on this. It's kind of expensive. It, it, it was a $10 fire truck. But it looked cool, so I was like, forget about it. That's Does worth it. Have it. like a, a fire truck? I don't get how that's. Christmas. Well, it's got lights. It's just different. Okay. Yeah, it's a Christmas looking fire truck, but it looked cool, and I was like, that's awesome. Are I you sure get it's that. a fire truck? Pretty solid. It's I'll not take just a, a red truck, is it? Because like uh, one of the popular decorations is like a red truck, but it has like a tree in the back. Mm hmm. I see that a lot. You know what? <laughs> I'll take a picture of it and send it I'm to you. I'm just like, why would a fire truck be a Christmas decoration? So Yeah, I mean, it is a red truck. Maybe I've just been assuming it's a fire truck because <laughs> it's a red vehicle. So uh, that's a solid point, actually. I do. I'll take a picture of it and post it. I think you should do the window thing. That would be cool because you're in, like, our downtown area. Yeah. Not to out you, but that's your right. address is. Come say hi. <laughs> uh, so I, but I do like to do the outdoor decoration. I didn't do it last year because I just got lazy and I put it off too long. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm going to again this year, though. But I've also been, like, looking for other things to put up because mm -hmm. I have two daughters. They love that shit. It's so expensive. I know. And then there's another guy on my block. I know you've seen it before. Goes crazy with the decorations. I need to know what that guy does for a living to pay for all these decorations. He, I'll give you a guess. What do you think he does? He He's lives a cop? He is a police <laughs> <What>? officer. <laughs> Man, they're just spending his whole freaking paycheck on decorations. Yeah, and he's already got it all decorated now. He's got up. I'm going to have to come by. I'm not even kidding or lying, exaggerating. I bet he has over 50 inflatables for Halloween and Christmas each. That's very much serious. I mean, this dude had like a 20-foot, not even, I don't think this is a 20-foot mm -hmm. skeleton statue put up. Three of them. For Halloween. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I drove I, by when they were putting it up, and yeah, there's like same. three people on ladders. Like, all right, I think we got the head up. <laughs> right. Like, oh, my God, dude. It, it was. It was ridiculous. But it's also cool. My daughters love driving by that dude's house. <laughs> and, like, it causes, like, almost like a traffic problem because I think other people are starting to realize, like, yeah, okay. So I can't drive down that street anymore because I know <laughs> that there will be, like, cars driving very yep. slowly, not paying attention. So it's like, I'm just going to avoid that. If you could that. get the rest of the neighborhood in on the Christmas decorations, you guys could just turn it into, like, one of those drive-through, like, light exhibits. Yeah. I think everyone else is just afraid to. It's like, God, he's doing that. Like, why am I even <laughs> yeah. bothering? Like, so, why don't you buy? Why don't you just donate some inflatables to your neighbors? <laughs> kind of spread the love. Like, you don't need that yeah. much in one yard. Eventually, I think that's what he will do. Like, <laughs> he's just going to be like, hey, neighbor, I'm going to put some stuff up in your yard. <laughs> yeah, we're going to extend this. It can run off my electric bill. It's fine, but 
I've got a 1,000 foot um, extension cord, and that's what we think about what his electric bill would be right now. That's all I see (laughs) when I drive by. (laughs) It's like, oh my god, the amount of money you've spent on all those inflatables, and then the amount of money that it takes to run those lights. I mean, it's really it's some Clark Griswold stuff. Yeah, but like modern era. How much do you think his electric bill would be? I don't know. I really, I've just tried to price how much money he has tied up in <laughs> decorations. Because I, again, I, I priced them. I've looked at it. And they're like, each one is over a hundred bucks easily. And that's for just something small. Yeah. I'm telling you, there's over 50 for Halloween. There's over 50 for Christmas. And he has some very large ones that it's like, there's no way that costs less than $500. Yeah. It's whatever, though. Um, back to football. Yes. Uh, because we had some other teams take some losses, and we had some other teams win, too. And one team in particular, the Cleveland Browns, they won, but they also lost. Now, they beat the Lions 13-10, to and I think we've settled the debate. I don't think we need to talk about it anymore. The Cleveland Browns cannot pay Baker Mayfield. Nope. Now, I, I honestly do. I've kind of thought this the whole time. I think they just got to let him walk. I I don't think this situation where he is not worth thirty million, and I don't think he's taken like twenty to be a starter with the Browns. And I don't know that I'd want to have him tied up to like a three year contract. Yeah, I I really think that they need to look at. Can yeah. we get Aaron Rodgers for? Yeah, you? another one of these quarterbacks that might uh, become Russell available. Wilson. Yeah, yeah, I don't think Deshaun Watson would want to go to Cleveland, but you know, like Rodgers has already spent some time in the cold. Maybe he can look at that roster and be like, yeah, I could win a Super Bowl with that. But but I don't know, but. Getting someone in there, um, even Case Keenum. Yeah. Like, I mean, watching him run that offense is like, okay, that's not that bad. I mean, exactly. I feel like Baker Mayfield is just a starting level of Case Keenum right now. Where it's like, okay, this guy is doing enough to help us win football games, but nothing spectacular. Well, hey, that's just an average quarterback in the NFL. That's not a, like you said, $30, $35 million a year. Yeah, if he weren't drafted first overall, if he didn't have the cool progressive commercials. Yep. It'd be like, why, why is this guy even starting still? But I, you do have to factor in draft position. Like yeah. we talked about with Josh Rosen. That might have been on our Friday episode. I, I don't remember. <laughs> Everything but, great that has ever happened to Mike DePistro would now be that Friday episode. <laughs> yeah. Just any time we think of something cool, we'll be like, oh, we talked about that on yeah, the Friday episode. The Friday yeah. episode. <laughs> uh, but it's, you know the draft matters because if he weren't drafted so high, I don't think people would still be giving him a chance. Yeah. If Baker Mayfield weren't the first overall draft pick, I don't think that they would still be giving him a chance even. So it's crazy to watch what's going to happen there with Cleveland because I do like that football team. I like that roster. And it's not an anti-Baker Mayfield thing, but I think we finally probably settled that debate. And I know he's very injured yeah. and beat up, but still. It's, like, it's, just, it's not looking good for him there. And another team that's not looking good is Seattle. And the Seahawks, even having Russell Wilson back over the last two games, it's looked very, very bad. And, you know, with what the way that they're playing, Pete Carroll, very upset. I don't know if you saw this one, but he didn't even, like, go to his press conference. Uh, he leaves and he comes back. I've never seen Pete Carroll, like, so frustrated before. But I think that the losses are starting to take its toll. They, I mean, in Russell Wilson's career, they've never been below 500. Now they're sitting at three and seven, and Russell Wilson just doesn't look like the same quarterback. The offense yeah. doesn't look like, like the same caliber of offense. And they lose this weekend to the Arizona Cardinals, which a lot of people, maybe if you weren't paying attention, is like, okay, well, they probably should lose to the Cardinals. Not with Colt McCoy at quarterback yeah. uh, in this one. And, you know, as much shit as I talk on the Seahawks' offense, their defense also allowed 23 points to a Colt McCoy led. NFL football team. I mean, Colt McCoy had 328 yards and two touchdowns. It lit it up. Yeah. That should not have. I love Colt This McCoy. is the only part of Texas at his back. <laughs> like, at all. Him and Deontay Freeman, who had, a, like, a game-winning rush, a rushing touchdown for uh, the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. Um, Is he? I don't know. Unless there's but, multiple Devontae Freemans. Well, Foreman is the Texas running back. I think Freeman, are you talking about, yeah, the little running back that used to be with the Falcons? Just give me one second. 
<laughs> I think that's the one you're. It is. Mm-hmm. The other foreman is with the Titans. Idiot. And it was like, oh my God, look, you're back. So it's only Colt McCoy. It is. That's yep. a lie. Justin Tucker is still amazing. I don't care that's what right. the Ravens do. That's right. He is fantastic. And it was Freeman. And not he Freeman. might be the only. Only one. That's on me. That's another. That's another <laughs> mistake here. So my bad. But I mean, again, but original at least point. Get to hear it today. Exactly. Uh, I think. I fucking hope. <laughs> I hope. I hope so too. But the Seahawks lose. I think that it is time. Again, I think we might have talked about this on Friday. Uh, it's probably time to blow it up in in Seattle. Uh, I I think that it's bad. I don't know if this is a situation. I don't think you fire Pete Carroll, but I think you might even have to come to terms with like. Probably time to for us to separate yeah, here. This era is over. Yeah, uh, get rid of Russell Wilson, and it, it sucks too because it's like this is the first sign of trouble. Yeah, and you know, media members and ourselves included are kind of like, man, maybe you go a different route. But it doesn't feel like Russ wants to be there. Yeah, it, but it doesn't feel like it's a, a panic mode. We have to blow it up. It's more of just a realization of, hey, we had a great run. This was a what ten a solid ten years here in Seattle with Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson. We've been very appreciative of it, but it is time to move on, and yep. it sucks. This is the way it had to end. It's not like we had one losing season, everyone's gone. It's you know, This is just kind of over. This is it. Yeah. And Pete Carroll, 70 years old. I still think that he could go to another NFL team, especially one that if, like, they're they're not in a rebuild. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, if, you're if you're looking USC, for a coach to set you over the top. Or see, if you're USC, you do you look at this and go, hey, do you want to come back? It might be tough for him to do that at this age because I don't know how much longer he's going to be there. I, but, I mean, two, three years he could probably have that program turned around. I really like Pete Carroll. I think he's a great coach. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, left with a little bit of a, a scandal with some recruiting stuff too. So I, I think that he probably wants to be in the NFL at this point in his career. And We haven't seen the NFL jobs open up yet, but I, I feel like there are – there's always like five or six Yeah, every year. And I think anyone would be lucky to get a guy like Pete Carroll. Like, even, like, the Chicago Bears. That was, like, the first team that I looked at. They're going to fire Matt Nagy. If not, they are fucking stupid. Uh, but they're going to fire him. That's a team that I don't think is far off. You know, yeah. You've got a good young quarterback, similar skill set to what Russell Wilson does. Mm-hmm. So maybe that would be, like, a good landing spot for him. I don't think Pete Carroll's like, I'm going to go take that Texans job. Yeah. But maybe, you know, a team like the Bears, who do have some talent there, maybe he would. And maybe getting even away from the NFC West. Did you piece that together on your own? What? I mean that respectfully. Piece what together? Pete Carroll to the Bears, possibly. Yeah. I think that's a great fit. Because, I mean, Pete Carroll's been known to want to be a running coach anyways, and you have that at David Montgomery. It's the easy. We know that offensive line's not very good. Well, I guess why? He's never had a solid offensive line in Seattle anyways. Right. That makes a perfect sense, dude. Thank you. And it gives hope to the fan base of like we actually have a coach who's won and knows what it takes. Right. Not Nagy coming in from Andy Reid and a little bit of information that he was given. Yep, I am very smart. Proud of you. I am smart. You would also be smart if you went to minersandmonroe.com. Check out their inventory that they have. So many great men's items i don't even it's more than clothing uh so go check them out browse at minersandmonroe.com i'm sure you will find something that you like there fellas and you can use code miked up 10 save yourself 10 percent off at minersandmonroe.com yep and next up it's going to be Gunspot. be sure to visit them for all your gun and ammo needs and any accessories you want to add to your weapons no reserved auctions also it's a matter of if not a matter of when Something can happen to you or your family. Make sure you're in a position to protect you and them at all times. Again, that is gunspot.com. And one thing that I love in my life is college football. And boy, did we have a great weekend of college football. I love my daughters, but I also love sitting at home alone watching football <laughs> all day. She had, My oldest daughter had her final basketball game of the season. Yep. Went, watched that. It was great. A lot of family members, yourself, there. And everybody afterwards does that traditional good family thing of like, oh, you guys want to go grab lunch together? You want to do that? And I immediately said no. Immediately no. Immediately no. I have to watch this Ohio State game. Uh, I'm not watching it later. I want to catch it live in the moment. And it was fantastic. And it was kind of as expected. 
I believe on our Thursday episode, uh, I even said, like, I'm taking Ohio State in this one. I know the spread is like 18 and a half, but I yeah. think Ohio State really has things going. And I do think it's a little bit of bias on my end. I like this football team. I like the quarterback. I like the receivers. And for me, uh, even tweeting about it on Saturday, I think C.J. Stroud really elevated his name for the Heisman. And I, I think that it's down to probably two guys. But Ohio State winning that game at home the same weekend the Oregon loses, there's no chance that they're not the number three team in the nation. Oh, I don't know how they can't be. I, mean, I, I know a lot of people annihilated them. are putting them at number two. So over Alabama now. Um, but I was very impressed by what they did. And even looking at like at watching the game live, but also looking back and box score scouting it. Mm-hmm. And looking at what their receivers were able to do alongside C.J. Stroud was amazing. And they did a lot of it without their star freshman running back, too, who I I think maybe took a little bit of a bump, got a little hurt, and then they said, you know what? We don't really need you anymore because the score going into halftime was 49 to nothing. But C.J. Stroud throws for 432 yards and six touchdowns. His receivers, absolutely ridiculous numbers. Three of them went for over 100 yards. Chris Olave, seven catches, 140 yards, two touchdowns. Garrett Wilson, seven catches, 126 yards, two touchdowns. And then my favorite of the trio, Jackson Smith and Jigba, 10 catches, 105 yards, one touchdown. It, it, was, just, it was a fun game to watch. And I know that everybody always makes that comparison of like, oh, the NFL so much better, games are closer. You are correct. But, boy, is it fun to watch an ass-kicking like this. Like Even uh, Oklahoma and Iowa State was playing at the same time as this game, mm-hmm. and it was close. But I found myself watching the Ohio State game because I wanted to see the, that excitement of the big plays and a, a game that should have been close. It just wasn't. I love that part of college football. And you know, hats off to a guy like C.J. Stroud because he was, he was phenomenal on Saturday. No, I think you're exactly right. And one thing that I do like about CJ Stride and this offense for Ohio State is the downfield like passing attack that they have right now. Because yep. I feel like in years past it was always that was the knock on those quarterbacks, it's right? A lot of that quick screen. Exactly stuff. where Get these it guys the sideline. They were already open and it was like the receivers or playmakers would, would make plays and then it would go and you'd be like, Wow, look at these quarterbacks, these numbers are huge. You are CJ play. This dude's zipping the ball down the field. You know what I mean? Like NFL type throws. And it's like, okay, hey, Ohio yep. State has something here. It's awesome. And like if you're Michigan State, that's tough to go back home to. We we tried to help him. Mel Tucker, <laughs> we said you should sign that contract before you play Ohio State. I think that it's probably still going to get offered to you. Um, but I, you should have signed it on Friday. I mean, You should have signed it Saturday at 10.59 Central Time. But yes, I'm going to be here for 10 years. Give me the $95 million. Do you think he wants to be there for 10 years and get his ass kicked by Ohio State like that? I do wonder. I And I know that he came out and said, like, this is a destination spot. But, man, when LSU and USC and now even Florida are going to be in the mix for it. Uh, the great thing about these coaches, we've even talking about a lot of rumors of what's happening. A lot of these agents know what they're doing. Now, if you are a guy like Mel Tucker, your agent – not only can he use LSU as a negotiating tactic, he can use Florida against LSU. He can use LSU against Florida. Yeah. And then Michigan State just trying to sit in there and be like, oh, shit, do we be- do we belong in this conversation? <laughs> like, should we see ourselves out? Because we know we're not on this tier of college football. Yeah. So it, it is going to be crazy. And as I mentioned, Dan Mullen gets fired uh, on Sunday morning, a move that like his name heated up so quickly on the hot seat. This was a guy who Florida was in the SEC championship game last year. Yeah. And now this year, uh, things really fell apart for him. They don't have a winning record. They lost five games in a row. Yep. I, and even early on in the season, though, they were right there with Alabama. <laughs> yeah. It was like, oh, Florida didn't look too bad. And now Dan Mullen doesn't even make it through the season. We'll see what happens with that. I know a lot of people are really upset with you know, part of the way he handled the quarterback situation in Florida. Uh, his lack of recruiting at Florida, uh, I think, is really starting to show up. But he's a damn good coach. Yeah. So I, I do wonder if if Florida and their fans are going to look back at this and say, oh, we fucked up. Because like, who are you replacing him with? A I mean, great place to find that is in the state of college football, where I did a deep dive into like 10 uh, coaching candidates this weekend. But I don't know if any of them are better than Dan Mullen. 
I mean, not with what he's been able to do there. And Florida, I feel like, hasn't really been much of a, a threat in the SEC in a while. But, like, Dan right. Mullen's kept them relevant. And I saw, uh, I think it might have been Pete Thamel or Bruce Feldman. Somebody tweeted out or put it in an article that no coach has a better start at Florida except for um, Steve Spurrier, mm-hmm. who won national championships there, and Urban Meyer. Third best is Dan Mullen. And they're like, that's not good enough. <laughs> Bye. Are they going to go after Urban next then? Florida be like, hey, Urban, come back home. You're clearly not doing it in the NFL. Yeah, and you clearly can't go back to Ohio State. (laughs) (laughs) So I do wonder if, like the USC job I think might have been easy for him to turn down. Be like, no, I'm staying here. Do you think there's – Now. This is crazy. But this dude is crazy, and we've been questioning some of his decisions he's done with his career. Mm -hmm. Does Tim Tebow want to go be the head coach of Florida? I I know. He can't go be the head coach. He has no coaching experience. He had no baseball experience either and went to the freaking minor leagues. Well, he he played in, like, high school, though. Yeah, in a homeschool league. No, he went to a – Did he? Yeah, he went to a big high school. Okay. So he, like, had experience. I think, if anything, Urban Meyer goes back to Florida and Tim Tebow joins him on staff. But he's not just going to walk in and take a head coaching job. I mean, like, even, like, Deion Sanders, who had had some – experience coaching before had to go to Jacksonville State or Jackson State sorry yeah Yeah, but also his name's kind of being floated out there too for a couple jobs which I mean he hasn't done bad at Jackson State honestly yeah but you got that messed up toes put him in a chair you still got a cool chair he's not just in any wheelchair he's in the wheelchair yeah still dancing I still don't like him which is crazy because I really liked him as a player after he retired he's one of those guys where I've Mm. just totally flipped yeah don't like him Love the the personality on the field, but off the field, mm-hmm. it's like, stop. Yeah. Like, that makes sense. Yeah, so I, I don't think that he will be in the running, but there are there's so many guys. Uh, Lane Kiffin, his name was mentioned out there on Friday for a couple jobs. I, I do think that's a situation where he's trying to get a raise at Ole Miss, mm-hmm. but also, you never know when he's going to leave and just go chase the next great thing. Is that a knock on Lane Kiffin, though? Like his just unloyalty to stuff like that? Or is it more of a, you can't necessarily blame the guy? Yeah, and I think with him that he's in a situation now where he's making enough money at Ole Miss. I think he's in like the four and a half million. Mm-hmm. That's a good deal. Yeah. But are you going to win a national championship at Ole Miss? Yeah. You might be able to at Florida. You might be able to at Miami. LSU. I, just, I don't know that Ole Miss is ever going to be better than LSU and Alabama. And, you know, even like the Auburn. Auburn's down a little bit now, yeah. but. That that's all right there within your division. Not but I mean, even, even just with your conference with Oklahoma coming in the SEC too. Like, are you going to be better than Oklahoma? Yeah, yeah. Like, in which one of those teams are you getting? Are you going to get Texas? That's fine. <laughs> yeah. But are you going to get Oklahoma? Because that's going to be a, a, a very tough team to beat. So I do think that with Lane Kiffin, it's his job. Like, I don't care about that loyalty stuff as much as like a lot of other people do. I think if it were like a one year and done thing but we're seeing some very very good jobs open up mm-hmm. this is not a normal year usually you get like one of these jobs where like lsu can pretty much pick whatever coach they want and then there's no competition mm-hmm. but now there's florida there's usc there's virginia tech tcu washington like those are all very good schools who have been you know in conference championships or close to in the last couple of years so with lane kiffin it, it's kind of supply and demand yeah, like there are so many teams that have these openings and have the money and the resources that he might take a look at it. And Miami, who I mentioned, they actually haven't fired their coach yet, which is kind of weird that they haven't. Like we're in that's the one you've been mentioning a little bit when you brought up Miami possibly finding their head coach. I think it was last month. You also kind of brought up Dan Mullen with Florida, and I was like, well, like, clearly Miami is going to fire their coach before Dan Mullen does at Florida. And like you said, that Dan Mullen hot seat just got hot quick. Yeah. And it was like, now nah, you're gone. So if you are Miami, like, are you kind of in a situation too with like, well, who do we replace this guy with? Because you yeah. got all these other big programs that you're probably you should be able to compete against, but you really can't because you don't have anything. Right, and with him, I I don't know. I like Manny Diaz. I, he's just not really getting the job done there at the rate that you want to be. If you're Miami, yeah, and I think that he's even been there for a little while, two three seasons now, which maybe is not enough, but. You're six and five in the ACC. That's having a very, very down year. 
And I know that they've run into some injuries and things like that, but still, it's like, sorry, that's kind of part of the game. Yeah. You know, running into injuries is that you have the depth to replace some of these guys. Yep. I, I look at Georgia. I don't even know who they're going to start at quarterback. They're playing two quarterbacks right now. That just goes to show how great their depth is. <laughs> yeah. You know, or like Alabama. All, board. all those guys that just got drafted into the NFL. Doesn't matter because they just they have these next this next wave of guys that could come up. So with, you can't make the excuses of injuries, not yeah. in college football, because you can have like seventy scholarship athletes. You should have a backup quarterback. And speaking of Alabama and backup quarterbacks, it's nice to see Mac Jones doing so well in the NFL, knowing that was their starter last year, and then you see Bryce Young play, and it's yeah, this guy was waiting behind Mac. Right. This kid can just throw the ball anywhere and everywhere on the field. Yeah. And I think that um, he must have seen or heard about the day that C.J. Stroud had. (laughs) Because then he came out and said, you know what? I'll throw for 559 yards and five touchdowns That is against Arkansas. And I do think that both those guys kind of had their Heisman type moment. Mm -hmm. Like It's not going to be that big like punt return that you get from a Desmond Howard uh, where he strikes the pose or you know, Charles Woodson with the rose in his mouth and all that stuff. But I think with these quarterbacks, you showed up when you needed to. Like, they barely beat Arkansas, 42-35. to 35. Arkansas did a good job of fighting and staying in this game, and they needed all of it from Bryce Young, mm-hmm. and he delivered it. And, you know, they were even a little banged up. They were down to two scholarship running backs at Alabama, had to teach a receiver how to play running back this week, uh, but still played very well. And their receivers also went off. Jamison Williams, the Ohio State transfer, eight catches, 190 yards, and three touchdowns. John Mechie, 10 catches, 173 yards, one touchdown. I was sitting on my couch watching this game, and I almost tweeted that John Mechie really hasn't had that season that we all expected him to. Mm -hmm. Glad I didn't hit send on that. (laughs) (laughs) Because, like I said, 10 catches, 173 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, I think that Alabama could have another situation where they have a duo that could be first-round picks. Yeah. Maybe three years in a row. Speaking of receivers in this game, what about that Burks kid from Arkansas? I mean, eight receptions, oh, 179 good. himself with two touchdowns. Yep. Against Alabama, who we know was just NFL stars all over the field. Mm-hmm. I mean, where's his stock heading into the draft? I think like, he's is a first-rounder. He first rounder? Yep, I, I do. Like and he is a lock for first round? He has great size. I, I was talking to our buddy – Tuck about this, mm-hmm. who's also a huge Chiefs fan. I saw a mock draft last week that had Burks going to the Kansas City Chiefs. That's what I was going to ask. It just, <laughs> I know, it seems I know like that's a, where you're going. I missed on Nico Collins last year. Do I get Burks this year? He is. He's very good. I, I've seen, I think some people even have him up there as like receiver one or two. It's really hard to stack that receiver class. There's mm-hmm. just so many different types of guys. And I feel like a lot of a lot of the draft scouts are kind of getting away from these small-bodied receivers. It's like, oh, it's cool that you're fast, but we need someone to we need some size in here. Yeah. And when you have a guy like Traylon Burks come through, who's 6'3", 225, and was very good at Alabama, and had that one long touchdown reception where he also outran the Alabama secondary. So he's definitely going to be a name to watch. I think he's a first-round talent. It just the receiver class is so deep. Yeah. I think he should probably be there when the Chiefs are picking, unless they win the Super Bowl. But even then, the receiver class is so deep that I don't know. Yeah. But he's another guy who had a fantastic day on Saturday against Alabama. And I don't do as much draft stuff as I used to, but one of my things that I always did when I was watching a lot of players is I want to see how you do against the best opponent you played against. And so for guys like me that do it the same way, when I turn on Traylon Burke's tape, it's going to be that first game against Alabama. Yeah. And it's going to be a, holy shit, this kid is good. <laughs> yeah. Now, he can catch the ball in traffic. He can outrun players. He's big. So, I mean, he really You're is. You're just setting me up to get my heart broken here because I'm just picturing it all in the Chiefs uniform. Like, man, just. Uh, imagine if Josh Gordon were good. Yeah. Maybe. Well, Josh Gordon was good, but. Yeah, 10 years ago. Yeah. Solid point. Yeah. Another two targets yesterday. Didn't do much with it. And had a drop again, right? Yeah. Well, I might consider that just a bad throw from Pat, but missed timing. The timing's not there, and it should be. I'm not going to defend him. It's just not working out. Yeah. He doesn't have bad throws. (laughs) A lot of people need to look back at their tweets and their excitement over Josh Gordon. 
It was worse than the excited tweets about Le'Veon Bell last year. I'll give myself props on the Josh Gordon because I held on for a little bit. And then I just was like, saw him in practice. Uh I lost all containment. And uh, last little tidbit of college football news. We called it Mm -hmm. Utah over Oregon. We called it and nobody got to hear it. But, boy, did we talk about those uniforms and those helmets and just how amazing they were. And it, it paid off. Those were hand-painted, by the way. I didn't realize that. Were they really? Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, I, I didn't get to watch this game. I was at a birthday party. Um, but a couple of us, you know, a group of guys that like college football, right? Holy shit, it's, oh, it's I, happening. I watched this game. <laughs> yeah, it's like this, they're really doing it. Uh, and then going back and watching it, too. They, they just played fantastic. They controlled it. From start to finish. Uh, they didn't do anything, like, amazing. I don't even know that there's anything you can point to and be like, oh, obviously this is why they won. They played really good defense. They ran the ball pretty consistently. And they scored on special teams. Yeah, uh, but it was it was a win, and that's what counts. Poor Pac-12 fans. <laughs> if you're one of those people that you're like, I root for a conference. One, you're a psychopath. Uh, <laughs> two, you are a Pac-12 team that has been eliminated from the playoffs Again, I your just, life is just filled with bad decisions. Mm-hmm. If those are the two you're making, yeah. It, it, again, like I said, they're done in the college football playoff, and we'll get into a little bit more of that even tomorrow. All right, let's get into our last group of sponsors for the day, and then until we move on to the random topics that I have planned for us, go to Club Six Hundred Nine, get in there for their two for one drink specials, happy hour from two o'clock until eight o'clock every weekday. And that special Saturday, 11 a.m. until 8 p.m. Again, two-for-one drink specials. They bring you two of them for the price of one with some fantastic appetizers. Anytime we have friends in town or people visiting, that's the spot to be. And it still is, as always, Club 609 right here in downtown Joplin, Missouri. And another place to go for all your uh, vehicle needs, mechanical needs, is downtown Lube. It's be a good week to get it done. It, it really a lot would of be. traveling for the holidays. Be sure you stop in at downtown Lube for any of your tire and lube needs. They are much more than that, though, so visit their website at downtownlube.com for their full list of services. Again, that is downtownlube.com. I love Thanksgiving week. Mm-hmm. I've talked about it. It's one of my favorite holidays. I love the holidays within the holiday that come with Thanksgiving. Like, it's an underrated week. Like, Black Friday, you, you get the day off on Friday. Yeah. Black Friday is its own holiday. That's very true. Within the Thanksgiving holiday. I feel like it used to be, like, the start of Christmas. Not anymore. You and I both have our trees up already. <laughs> yeah. November 1st is the start of Christmas now. Yeah. I think that's a trend that's going to continue. Another one of my favorite holidays within a holiday, Wild Turkey Wednesday. Mm. Wednesday before Thanksgiving, usually you get a lot of people that are back in town, haven't been in town for a while. You go to your local bar like a Club 609. You meet up with people that you haven't seen in a long time. And the way that we used to do it when I was in college is you drank wild turkey Mm -hmm. on Wednesdays. I think that's a thing. I know I've met people before. They're like, oh, my God, you're a genius. How'd you think of that? I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) That was not me. Uh, I just... Used to partake in it, not so much anymore. Yeah, I haven't done. I think we did last year. Um, There's been a lot of debate on it. Was it last year that we did it? I'm pretty sure. If we did, I'll say we did it right. I don't remember. It was either that or it was yeah, it would have been because Christmas was the six and nine was decorated for Christmas. Mm-hmm. So we were in there because we started off on the one end of the bar, like just by ourselves at like a six person table because we thought everyone else was showing up and it was like, well, we're not going to be there yet. Ran out of stuff. So then we went all the way across the bar by the windows, and we just sat at the table, the two of us, and it looked like we were on a date, and we weren't. And then all of our other friends came in, and we ended up just standing at the bar for, I think, a good large chunk of the night until everything else kind of cleared yeah. out. Well, it's a good time. It was. It was a blast. If you're going to be in Joplin, do it at 609. <laughs> <laughs> if not, uh, be careful. Do it responsibly. I can remember doing it before I had kids. Mm-hmm. That was the time to do it. Oh, I mean, that's me. Yeah, that's <laughs> Yeah. 100%. If you think like McDonald's and a Sprite will cure your hangover, some turkey and stuffing hits right. I think it was it was on a different podcast that I was a part of, and we were talking about Wild Turkey Wednesday, and somebody was like, I don't need turkey to cure my hangover because I'm a responsible adult. <laughs> like, 
Well, okay, man. You know what? <laughs> Fuck you, though, because not everyone is a responsible adult. Or their responsible adult looks a little different. I think it's 100% okay to be hungover on Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, I don't do gonna, it anymore because I have two eat, daughters. You're going to go eat great food, and then you're going to nap. You just be like, it's been a long year. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. I remember being with a, an ex-girlfriend and going to her family's for Thanksgiving. And she had a sister. Her sister had a boyfriend. That dude was one of the most hungover people I've ever seen. And it was on Thanksgiving. He was like, I'm just going to get a plate of food. And I'm going to go over here. And I'm going to lay in this corner. And I'm going to die. It's <laughs> like, I, you look like you're about to, man. So I get it. Do you need me to get you anything? But Wild Turkey Wednesdays, one of my favorite holidays within the holiday for any holiday. 100%. I'm but right there with you. Christmas gets some because Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. And for the divorced parents out there, Christmas Eve is my Christmas day. Yeah. We do all that shit Christmas Eve. So like kids wake up early, go to my parents' house. All that stuff happens Christmas Eve. And then Christmas Day, I do nothing. <laughs> I mean nothing. I'm not showering. I'm not leaving the house. I'm watching basketball, and I'm staying on the couch all day. That's how I spend my Christmas. Sounds like a pretty good Christmas. I don't know that people need to like plan to get divorced, but one of the best things that's ever happened to me was having kids with a person that I was very compatible with parenting-wise. And then ending it. <laughs> because now I do. Like, uh, you know, people who are in relationships, they're like, oh, I have to get a babysitter for this weekend. Not me. Got one. And I know she's really good at taking care of our kids. <laughs> so, and then I can go do my stupid thing. And then when they're with me, she can go do her stupid thing, which probably looks a little smarter than mine. Nah. She's probably just as dumb. Just doesn't the, know it. Maybe better hiding, better hiding it. The Jekyll and Hyde of my life is pretty crazy though because if i'm with my children i am a responsible adult who probably looks like he has his life together (laughs) if i do not have them i i'm having a good time i think that's almost unfair of you to say because you're still very much responsible (laughs) while having a good time yes i don't do anything stupid but i'm gonna cut loose yeah very loose but there's times where it's like you don't cut loose, and it's like, well, all right, he's he's the responsible one tonight. Mm-hmm. That's usually like, oh, I have something to do tomorrow. Yeah, that, I think that's pretty much what happened. Uh huh. Okay. And it has to be like an important thing. Yeah. Because we've done many a shows hungover <laughs> on a Friday here before. Uh, one thing I did want to talk about, other than Thanksgiving, oh, and our Thanksgiving schedule, uh, yeah. we will be off Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of this week. No podcast. No YouTube, uh, but we will be here today and tomorrow until we take a little break uh, for the holidays. Maybe I'll start Wild Turkey Wednesday very early. Maybe 2, 2 p.m. at <laughs> Club 609 on Wednesday. Uh, I don't think so, but maybe. It's, a, it's always a possibility. But another thing that happened last night that I wanted to talk about is this LeBron James thing. And I like LeBron, and I, I always mention it because I come off as a hater because I like Jordan Moore. I like LeBron a lot, too. I think he's the second best player ever, and it's not debatable. But what he did last night was pretty ridiculous. Uh, Him and Isaiah Stewart kind of going at each other at the foul line, boxing each other out. And it looked like LeBron went to break free of it, but definitely swung a hand and hit Stewart right in the face. Yeah. Like, blood everywhere solid solid contact from one of the biggest strongest most athletic people ever to walk this earth you get clocked right in the face i thought it was a pretty shitty move i don't know that lebron meant to hurt him but i do think that he made he meant to make contact yeah but even afterwards you can see lebron almost immediately reach out and be like oh my bad like i'm sorry a little too late there yeah uh but then the way that stewart responded to it I get it. Being punched in the face sucks. But also, like, you can't overreact like that. Like, charging at him? Yeah. Through your teammates and everybody? The first little initial, like, yeah, I'm trying to get to him. I get that. Have a little scuffle. Like, that was Mm -hmm. probably should have been the extent of it. Yeah. But then the, like, running all over the court like a maniac. You can't do that. You got to know better. I, I think both of them, both of them were ejected. I wouldn't be surprised if both of them 
get a little bit of a suspension. Yeah. Like for LeBron, maybe he gets like a game. Uh, to where I almost like the league almost needs to send a message like, hey, you can't be doing this. I know accidental air quotes. Yeah. Uh, contact being made like that because he did like that guy's probably going to have to get stitches. There was so much blood on his face. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I don't know. I'm not a doctor. And then, you know, for Stewart, I think he's got to be looking at like a four or five game suspension. Well, especially because he decided to charge after him. You right. Kind of once everything, it felt like it maybe cleared up a little bit. But with him, I saw Gilbert Arenas post something. I was like, dude, you're done for. Like, that's the one person in the league, like, you're not going to charge after it. Like, him and KD. Like, the NBA is going to protect them at all costs. And if you want to mess with Steph Curry or Klay Thompson, good luck with that, too. That, those are the yeah. next couple guys you don't mess with. He's like, the only people that are allowed to really fight in the NBA and it be okay is, like, Chris Paul, and he mentioned some other player. He's like, that's it. Those are the only two guys. Who was it talking? Uh, Gilbert Arenas. He had, like, this yeah. huge, long Instagram post. And he's like, the only thing that's going to save you uh, – is if a new shoe drops, like if Vanessa Bryant drops like a new Kobe shoe or like some other news it just comes about this to save you. But right now, the NBA's got all eyes on you. They're going to be drug testing you. You <laughs> are toast. I don't Probably. know how much truth is going to go into that, but it's definitely something know to that, worry about if you are Isaiah Stewart. Like, man, I just went after LeBron. I don't know that the actual NBA will like protect LeBron like this. Like, you can't be going after their star players. But I actually think the NFL is worse about, like, hey, don't touch our quarterbacks. Yeah. But I do think if Gilbert Arenas is talking about, like, the NBA as in the whole group of players, mm -hmm. you better be really good at Detroit because I don't know if you're getting many free agent opportunities around the <laughs> league if you go after LeBron James. Yeah. So I do think that he's right there. Like, a lot of people are going to see this and be like, no, I'm not playing with this dude. I don't want him on my team. So, yeah, your ass better be really good. In Detroit, you better hope Cade Cunningham is very good and that that's a good team. He's still a young player, but, yeah, you can't – it's the charging him afterwards. Getting separated from him, fine. But then, like, almost walking off the court, like, no, I'm good, I'm good. <laughs> Psych! Now I'm running. And then I think again. there's even, like, an incident in the locker room where he also tried to get at LeBron. It was just – it was a crazy situation. In the hallway? Yeah, yeah. If that's so, the case, he's really done for uh -huh. The one, the best part about this, though, was Russell Westbrook finding out that he somehow got a tech. So I'm not a Russell Westbrook fan. That was hilarious. <laughs> and also, like, why did he get a tech? <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> he's like realizing it on the paper, uh -huh. and then the reporter asks him a question about it. He's like, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I just realized I got a damn tech. And then yeah. he just looks back, and he's like, that's crazy. The initial <laughs> like, part of it, yeah. Me. The beginning where they're like, did the officials – the uh, media members asked, like, did the officials explain to you why you got a technical? He was like, who got a tech? <laughs> and then a couple of them were like, you did. You you got a technical foul. And then he looks at the stat sheet like, huh, how about that? I got a technical. I don't know why. <laughs> I guess it's just Russ being Russ. <laughs> <laughs> it honestly, it probably was. I didn't, I've watched the, the clips of it a couple times. I don't know what happened. I, I that He did. I, I know that there's, it. like, a little picture that it looks like he has his hands up. But, like, even that, it's like, that's just a picture. You yeah. Don't, I don't know. So, I didn't see anything that warranted a technical foul. I do think sometimes in situations like this, referees are just like, nope, you get one, you get one. Uh, yeah, Re Westbrook, you probably get one, too. We don't really know. Uh, but everybody's getting one. I was even kind of surprised to see that the refs um, threw LeBron out. Yeah. Not something that has happened very often in his career. I think it's like the second time. Actually, I don't ever remember him being ejected from anything. Yeah, it was. It was crazy. But I'll be watching that to see what happens with the NBA. I do think that LeBron will get suspended, but at most a game. Yeah. Like, I, I can't imagine. It's either going to be nothing or it's going to be one. Slap on the wrist. Yeah, I, I don't think it'll be two. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe you fine him, but like – Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, and, and then uh, Isaiah Stewart, who's still a young dude in the league. I, I think that he's looking at a multi-game suspension uh, just for the overreaction, the way that he did it. You can't be doing that. And especially against LeBron. Yeah. Like if this is the Pistons and some other just shitty team playing. <laughs> Minnesota. If it's Detroit yeah. and Minnesota. And it's not a star player. It's probably not even really talked about. It's like, oh, like we talk about fight. it on Sunday night, but we're probably not talking about it Monday morning. Yeah, but it's, that's what happens. <laughs> yeah, I guess you just kind of have to know, like, hey, this is LeBron. 
And so I don't know. LeBron James. And another guy uh, that was also uh, practicing this weekend was Tiger Woods. Love to see it. A lot of people very excited about Tiger uh, back swinging again. I know I saw it on Twitter. I'm sure he posted it on like Instagram or somewhere else too. Uh, but to see him taking swings, that leg and like a, a long leg sleeve. Mm-hmm. Uh, but having, he does a very good job of staying very quiet when he wants to be quiet. Yeah. And then, you know, when he does do something, it's like, oh, my God, everybody's talking about it again. Um, what was that last year that he got in his accident? Has it been a whole year? I don't even remember. I don't either now that you mention it. Um, yeah. Was but- it the summer? I have no idea. Uh, but now – him taking swings again. I didn't think his swings looked like good. It was February. So, yeah, it's been almost a year. Yeah. But it is cool to see him back. I mean, there are a lot of rumors that he almost lost his leg and mm-hmm. and things like that. Judging by the video, he does have two legs. Unless so, that one's just a bionic one in the sleeve and we just can't tell right now. Maybe. It kind of has, like, Alex Smith vibes to it. Very much so. That's exactly where my mind went with it when I first saw it. Yeah. But I, I don't know if he, I'm if happy he truly to see makes him. a comeback to like the PGA Tour. He's still pretty young for a golfer. I mean, you yeah. can golf for a very long time. but I'm happy to see him back. I like to watch him. I, I was a big Tiger Woods fan. I mean, he's responsible for getting, I think, my entire generation, probably yours too, into mm-hmm. golf. 100%. Yeah. I, I mean, he really he made it cool. He made people pay attention to it. He's 45 years old, so he's, he's not that old. I think that he could still get back into it. How old is Phil Mickelson? I don't I don't know how old he is, but even with Tiger, it, he was good before, but I, he's never going to be like back to 51. Yeah, Tiger. he's fine. Because, I mean, Phil just won the whole thing, so. Yeah. Yeah. But even good. with Phil, it was kind of like, oh, man, he's one of the older guys to do it. Yeah. At 51. So. But Tiger a little different. But with the back injuries. The knee. Now this. Yeah. It's going to be rough. And also, like, I I assume that he probably suffered some other injuries. Like, he's got a weak back. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get in a terrible car accident. There were probably some minor back injuries, but everybody was talking about his leg. That almost, that yeah, that he almost lost. Yeah. So we'll see if he gets back to it. But I don't know. Y- you hope that he does. Like I said, I, I always rooted for him, but. If anyone it? can do it, it's probably going to be Tiger, honestly. Yeah. Like, he, he'll come out, win it one more time just because Phil did, and then go, all right, I'll just be involved in the game, but I'm not going to be as competitively yeah. into it. Yeah. But at the same time, that's hard to say with a guy like Tiger who has had as much success in his career as he has. Like You can't just shut that off. Right. And that competitive drive, at mm-hmm. only being like 45 and still being able to be out there and compete. You know, look at guys like Tom Brady. Yeah. Who just like, yeah, I'm still good. I'm going to keep doing this. I think the reason a lot of these guys retire is because they're not competitive anymore. And it's like, well, shit. They're like Ben Roethlisberger. It's like, you're kind of forcing me into retirement. (laughs) I still like to be here. I still like to play, but you're probably going to cut me. So I guess I'll retire. He had some pretty (laughs) balls last night, too. He had some what? He had some what? Pretty thrown footballs last night. What was it? Yeah. Ben Roethlisberger, pretty balls last night. I don't know if you watched. Uh, we didn't really talk about that game. I don't know if you watched much I watched, of it. I watched a little bit, and it looked like it was just all uh, Chargers. So I was like, I'm just yeah. going to go to bed. I, I turned tired. it off in the end of the third quarter. It's like, it's getting a little late. Uh-huh. I think I'm done with this. And then I scrolling through Instagram or something and then started to get like notifications or see that, like, oh, holy shit, the Steelers are back in this thing. Scored 27 points in the fourth quarter. To come back in that game, they lost thirty-seven to forty-one. Uh, but I did get to see like the last half of the fourth quarter, and it was absolutely ridiculous because it's like, oh my god, the Steelers just scored. They might actually win this game. Mm-hmm. And then the very next drive, Justin Herbert gets the ball, finds Mike Williams, I believe, up the sideline, and it's like, oh nope, Chargers, Chargers <laughs> win it. Game over. And then when the the Steelers got the ball back, I really think Ben Roethlisberger showed his age. They got into some penalty situations. He took a couple sacks. And they were sitting there. They were forced with, like, fourth and 32. Jeez. Like, no time left on the yeah. clock. And it's like, you can't throw a Hail Mary from your own three-yard line. And then they throw an incompletion to end the game. It's, it, looked, it looked very bad on that last series. I don't know if he just didn't have anything left in the tank. 
or what the deal was, but it looked very bad in that series. And then, you know, with the Chargers, a win's a win, I guess. Six and four now. You you win at home. Still not very confident in what they're doing. Yeah, like still no idea who you are. That's I mean, that's everybody, especially in the AFC though. It, and it's crazy because all offseason it was the AFC is so much better than the NFC. And I think there's truth to that. And that's kind of why we don't know who anybody is right now. But it's still like, God, like someone just separate yourself from the rest of the pack. Yeah. I, we talked about it to open the show, but like the Bills lost. Mm-hmm. Titans lost. The Chiefs win, but they've looked bad the rest of the season. So even them, I'm not too convinced. Like the bank, or sorry, the Ravens have to feel very good about what they did on Sunday, winning without Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. But also, like we've mentioned, why is he still so sick? I don't he know. It sounded sick. like he was like really sick this time. I mean, I saw the videos of him walking into the stadium, and it's like, why is he? He's limping. <laughs> have you ever been so sick that you limped? Like, yeah, I have, but like. Once in my life. I wonder if he has like a mono. Ooh. I got mono and it hit me real hard. That and would stink. Affected my whole body. Have a but mono at this point of the I would think if you had mono, it's so contagious that you wouldn't be in the locker room. Yeah. At, like at all. You wouldn't be near the stadium. Yeah, you wouldn't want to do that. You wouldn't yeah. jeopardize the rest of your team like that. Uh, but, you know, we make fun of the AFC and we're like, God, would somebody just take control of this conference? The NFC, too. Cowboys lost. Packers lost. Uh, we'll get the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the New York and the New York Giants tonight. Woo! That should be a pretty easy win for Tampa Saquon, Bay. Saquon, just go off your fantasy, bub. That's all I need. Is he playing? I, he's questionable. I've been looking. I haven't seen anything. The problem is, and I know that we've said it a million times, he might play, but he might not play. <laughs> yeah. He might be active, but he might take eight carries. So it's tough. It's I don't another know. one of those guys you can't pay right now. No, he, and he's a guy that I avoid anymore in fantasy. I think I had him his first two years in the league, or year two and year three, maybe. I don't remember. But mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God, I it says you're playing, but you're not. And it drove me nuts, and that's why it kind of stuck with that narrative of me. of like, That's who know. he is, yeah. Yeah, that's who he is. This is who we are. Uh, that's pretty much it for us today, though. Like I said, we will be back tomorrow, but we will be taking Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday off spending a little time with the family eating way too much stuffing, mashed potatoes, green bean casserole. Mm. I'm not I'm actually not a big turkey guy. I'm not it's just too damn dry. I mean honestly, it just That's a you problem. That's a I don't know who's making you turkey. <laughs> it's not a dry meat though. <laughs> It has been. <laughs> it has been for me. So it's not I'm going to bring you some of my mom's turkey. <laughs> Please. <laughs> you might be a turkey guy and you just don't know it. She makes phenomenal turkey. And I've heard I, I think I, I heard you it. say last year, it's like, oh, it's just so dry. And I'm like, man, we gotta hook you up, bro. <laughs> it's not dry. But it is like if I had to power rank it, it's maybe not even a top five Thanksgiving food for me. It's not? It's and Mama Kath does a wonderful job. Mama Kath. She's an amazing cook. I have two very picky daughters, but even they will eat um, at her house. They are like me. I don't like to eat at other people's houses. I didn't know that was That's a, th- a very weird thing about me. I did not know that about you. Uh, yeah, I, I don't like to. I have to know you pretty well before I will eat okay. anything you cook. I think that's fair, though. Even like, you know, you do like the work potluck stuff. Mm-hmm. I want to know who made it. Or I have to just go in with blind confidence and, like, make myself believe that I know who made that meal. I can tell you right now, our guy Cole, dude can make some roast. (laughs) Yeah. God, that was good. I have known Cole for half of my life. Yesterday was the first time I'd ever eaten anything he made. Part of that is because we're just, like... Guys, I don't know how else to say it. Yeah, I mean, it was also kind of one of those deals <laughs> we're where... We're hosting a lot of parties. He was telling me this week, he's like, oh, yeah, man, I cook all the time. Like, I'm a real good cook. And I was just like, okay, like, sure. Like, <laughs> what are you making? Cereal? Because, same. I'm freaking stellar at making a bowl of cereal. Right. Peanut butter and jelly? I got you. I feel like that's something that people love to lie about. How I much just... they clean and how much they cook. People will be like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm the cleanest person. I can admit, right? know that person. I'm not. I, I just... I got three coffee cups on my desk. I would, couple I, on my trash can. I'm not a very clean person. I like I to think I would be. I pretty neat, but there's a lot of organized chaos. I feel like, I like to think that's kind of how mine is. Where I know where my stuff is, it uh-huh. looks messy, but I know where I've set it. Yeah. 
That like, was my I'm leaving things thing. on my kitchen counter oh, because I know where it is. That was my biggest thing in a past relationship. It was like, where's my stuff? You just don't know where anything. You don't even look. It's like, no. Because I set my wallet and keys right here every day when I walk in. And uh-huh. you go, this is not where it's home is. It was for me because that's yeah. where I put it. Uh-huh. I made it home. Yeah. I am its owner. I get to decide where my keys live. Exactly. Who pays the bills? <laughs> this guy. I have a, a key ring. I put my keys on every day. And I don't even have one of those because I I move where my key destination spot is. Depends mm. on what I'm doing when I come in the house. Yeah, you got Do it. I have groceries? So you have like multiple. Yeah, spots. it'll be like I have one like in my room, one like in the entryway, one in the kitchen. Really? Yeah. I have one designated spot. But like to me, that works out because again, it's like I know like I have three places where I can look, mm-hmm. and if they're At not there, you have yeah, designated. then I panic because <laughs> I have one. If I go to that key rack and my keys are not there, I'm fucked. I've got nowhere else to look. Like, they might still be in my truck, I guess. I don't know. Which would be bad because I'd lock it. Yeah. Knock on wood. I, it terrifies me to think about locking my keys in my car. That's pretty bad. Do you don't have an extra set? I do, actually. But it's still, I, it's embarrassing I was going to say, don't me. tell me extra sets in the truck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a moron. Yeah. <laughs> no. uh, let's just keep it. my title for it. No. <laughs> uh, no, just kidding. All right, that's it for us today. Speaking of vehicles, though, go visit our great sponsor, uh, Roper Kia. Tell them that Mike Up sent you. They will give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. We will be back tomorrow before taking a little uh, family vacation here at Mike Up. Mike Up.